In 2022, I read the fewest books of the last few years, but also some that were of considerable length, so maybe things balance out. It was a busy year. Not everything I read is on this list, but the majority are, particularly the ones I liked. The variety was all over the map, in my opinion. There are a lot of books still on my list from over the years that I haven't yet acquired or gained access to. I'm always looking for recommendations as well if you have a few to offer. Anyway, let's do it. The Book of Enoch the Prophet is the translation by R.H. Charles, which goes to some lengths to compare and contrast the various iterations of the text that are extant, as well as the Book of Noah. The reading is wonderfully performed by Robert Clark of Red Dead Redemption 2 fame, if you are a gamer. Suppose a sentence by Brian Dillon catalogs 27 of the author's favorite sentences, though there are 28 segments. He assessed them for structure, tone, and intention. It breezes by episodically, fitting for a reread or listen, as I did, and I would like to do it again at some point. I enjoyed it. The Club by Leo Damrosch chronicles the early days of the English literary collective, which included Samuel Johnson. Edmund Burke, Adam Smith, and James Boswell, to name a few. It demonstrates the value of competitive and spirited debate that can be relied on to challenge the output of individuals. Desert Solitaire by Edward Abbey is a narrative about his time as a ranger for the National Park Service in Arches, right as it was transitioning from a monument to a national park. He catalogs the experience over the course of one season on the ground, as well as the politics and national implications. In the book, he addresses progress, the expansion of services by the national park system, and goes into the idea of comparing civilization and culture. If you haven't read Volume 1 of Exploring Our National Parks yet, try this book first. He says all the things I just allude to. The Man in the High Castle by Philip K. Dick is his story about a parallel reality in which the Nazis and Japan won World War II. In it, he subverts the reality we call home within a book called The Grasshopper Lies Heavy. But do either of them tell the truth or just elude to it? What bounds an ideology, time or space? Really neither, which is contextualized within this book as an interplanetary Reich. The show mixes in the metaphysical concepts of the book's final chapters via a multiverse Reich. Look around. How different is the shape of what would be? It can be hard to tell where you are if your feet aren't on the ground. Under a White Sky by Elizabeth Colbert is enviro doom scrolling in book form, bringing issues of water ecosystems, endangered species, and the atmosphere into focus through the lens of the misanthropocene era. Our biggest conflict may be which version of doing nothing is the best option. The Beginning of Infinity by David Deutsch suggests that the developed form of information called knowledge could be considered an eternally inflationary entity. I think it's incredible to wake up every day and that I believe the same person is present. Maps of Meaning by Jordan B. Peterson exists in the space between Carl Jung, Joseph Campbell, and the expansive treatises of the 19th century. His audiobook is also performed by the author himself, bringing additional intimacy to the anecdotes. It does seem like JBP goes out of his way to pronounce most larger words like an absolute madman, though, which was apparently impossible for the word indefatigable. Gentlemen, the Cliff's Notes version of this 31-hour audiobook is Robert Bly's Iron John, which is far more enjoyable. 
I never intend to read 12 ways to clean your room and make your bed or whatever it's called. I do generally wish I had crossed paths with this book when I was in college, though. It's one that fits into that time of my life, but I think once you're a bit more mature is silly. I got bored with it a lot. Bleeding Edge by Thomas Pynchon might have been an interesting read when it was released 10 years ago. These days, it's kind of boring. Not just that, it lacks his capacity for the fantastic, though there are a few flashes in the teen chapters. I also couldn't stand Jeannie Berlin's read. Sorry. The Power of Fun by Catherine Price is her follow-up to How to Break Up with Your Phone. The audiobook reading is nicely performed by the author. Like most popular pseudo-intelligentsia releases, this book leans heavily on anecdotes. Too heavily. There is really nothing in this book that will lead you to have more fun. The author didn't really sound like she was having fun even reading it. It's more like an exercise she dragged herself through during the pandemic because her publisher was expecting a follow-up. It's fluff. Honestly, if you need a book like this to have more fun, you're probably actually depressed. Bury My Heart at Wounded Knee by Dee Brown is a renowned look at the efforts to push Native Americans off indigenous lands during the 19th century during westward expansion by the United States. Worth your time if you want to get a better sense of the people and places involved. Meditations by Marcus Aurelius is that classic text of reflections, personal, cultural, and social. It can be so hard for some to self-reflect, but this is the work of thoughtfulness that has prevailed across the ages. Only issue is that it's read by a middle-aged woman. It just felt like it didn't fit contextually with the author's tone. The House of Morgan by Ron Chernow catalogs the banking dynasty from the mid-1800s through the 1987 crash, contextualizing culture and economics through the perspective of the Morgans that built the legacy over 100 years. This is the one that put Chernow on the map as a biographer. Against the Day by Thomas Pynchon is amongst the very finest books I have ever read. Perhaps his greatest talent is writing such richly layered works that it feels like he made it just for you. Of course, I did a full review of this and utilized Midjourney to create some imagery to accompany the words of my review. You can take a look for that on YouTube as well. It took me approximately one year to work my way through this book. It is very thick. It is very dense. It is incredible. Cannot recommend this one enough. You Are Here by Thich Nhat Hanh is a book about the Buddhist middle way, both the rejection and integration of dichotomies, non-dualism, if you will. This copy was given to me by a man I met in my travels. He made me promise to read it next, and I'm happy I finished it before the end of the year. Hey, that's all the books I completed in 2022. Next year, I would like to get a little further in terms of count, but not necessarily important. I am very satisfied with what I did manage to complete. If there are any suggestions or comments you feel are important to get across, let me know. Appreciate you taking the time.